Parenting is hard. Few of us feel up to the task. The world is shifting, quickly and dramatically. All of us feel the changes affecting our families. The stress and pressure can be intense. We are here to help sort the good and the bad, provide insight and bring hope. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. We're so glad you stopped by. Hi, and welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I am Pastor Brad Mathias here in the studio with my compadre, amigo, and friend, Robert Beeson. Amigo and friend are the same thing. I know. I was trying to be creative. Bilingual. Yeah. Multilingual. Robert Beeson here. Glad to be with you today, Brad. Um, as always, glad you got to see me today. Well, it is a pleasure yeah. to see you, Robert. Uh, you. It's good to see you, too. There's less of you to see these days. Mm. As you well. get thinner and thinner. You are looking quite svelte. <laughs> Is that a good word? Svelte. I'm not sure I want to be svelte, but uh, thank you. <clears throat> well, you'll probably be able to fit in the spandex from your Utanda days now. I do, so, actually. I do. That's It's a really that's nice. Awesome. I should have brought them here today. Yeah, to, I have a to bad image in my head right now, Robert. It's a fur spandex. Hmm. It's really nice. Is that back when you had a mullet? Is that uh, kind yeah, of a part of the time. mullet, as I recall? Part of the time. That was cool. Hey, did you know that watching television can act as a natural painkiller for children? No, but I'm not shocked because I've seen it work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure it's just a painkiller. And just like painkillers, you can get addicted to painkillers. Oh, which is what, uh, so it's a pleasure happens. center. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wonder if that works with football because, uh, you know, for men, watching football, like our mouths open, we drool. We don't hear anything else. It's like a... Yeah, you kind of like zone. you're hypnotized. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, you can definitely. It's it's a welcome hypnotizing session. Yeah. Also, I want to tell you another little fact here about children that uh, is interesting. Fathers tend to determine the height of their child; the mothers, the weight. Which I'm really grateful for. See, that didn't work in my case. Really? No, my dad was like five eight. I'm six four. Hmm. And my mom was tall. She was like five ten. And my grandpa was tall. So it's just an interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well. And my mom's thin and I'm kind of thin. So, yeah. I must have flipped. Must have got the DNA backwards. Something like that. Must be. Yeah. Well, it's good to know. Either way. Uh, Robert. Yeah. You and I are out and about. We do things with people. <clears throat> we are in ministries. Uh, I live in Maine. Uh, I serve uh Different Anglican churches in the New England area, and uh, currently I'm serving at St. Margaret's in New Hampshire, in Conway, New Hampshire, which is a beautiful place. Mm. Um, So I'm seeing and hearing a variety of things. (coughs) Tell us what you're hearing. Well, that's what I want to talk about today. I wanted to kind of take a a break and do a special sort of podcast. Uh, Talk about the days in which we live, Mm. Um, because I'm getting a lot of questions about that uh, through my blog. Uh, roadtripparenting.com and and just through ishinelive.com we get questions and then in casual conversations as a pastor priest I I do get questions people are getting alarmed Mm. about the events in our culture and what they might mean have you come across any of that kind of chatter absolutely I think it's um, it's not just the political landscape being what it is is I think just sensational or elevated the sensationalism in our country. Um, and so I'm hearing that at a lot of different levels. I mean, just some real feeling unsure about things um, <clears throat> and unsettled, I guess, just like things are a, a little, um, 
I don't know what the right word is, but yeah, I am, I am picking up on some of the same things. Well, I mean, the way I see it or the way it presents itself in my world are, is with anxiety. I, I get people who are anxious, especially moms Mm -hmm. about, you know, what they should or shouldn't do in response to the latest headline. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be a mass shooting. It could be, uh, you know, inoculations and, you know, up in New England, there's a real fear of public schools because so many kids have not received their immunizations. And so some of these diseases are coming back that we thought were long ago eradicated. Because they're not vaccinated. Yeah, because so many huh. people have uh, have stopped vaccinating because of their fear of what vaccinations could do to their kids. And so uh, recently in Maine, they just passed a state law that you can't uh, you can't be exempted for any reason, even religious reasons, from having immunizations uh, if you go to public school. Interesting. So that's a huge uproar. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's a lot of yeah sort of healthy family uh, lifestyle people who are saying, "I'm not doing that. We're organic. We're you know, we're, especially in Maine. Um, there's just a whole strong culture there of natural um, eating and and diet." that are really resistant to being forced to take uh, those kind of meds. And so I, I get a lot of fear. I get people talking Anxiety about that. Anxiety. Uh, <clears throat> just last week I had a, a mom pull me aside and say, do you think the end of the world is near? Yeah. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't uh, said tritely. Yeah. Like she really thought that's possible. Yeah. Um, so, the, I guess the thread that holds these different discussions together is the anxiety that's wrapped around it. So I felt like that might be something. Yeah, I do think that that's prevalent. And the instability that I was talking about earlier, I think, is <clears throat> is seen a lot in lives of parents and a lot of kids, too, where there's just an anxiousness about the state of affairs in our country. You know, just yesterday, as we were recording this, I know we're not supposed to talk about times or whatever, but I was watching my phone because the school that my daughter lives at, you know, there was a a armed gunman walking around um, and, you know, it all worked out okay. But there was this elevated sense of like, oh my gosh, like this is like kind of becoming part of our lives. And I remember where I was the other day, but I was somewhere where all of a sudden I became aware of the fact that, wow, this would be a really interesting target for, you know, a, a shooter. And I was surprised at myself at how, like, I used to just, these kinds of environments were just normal. And now there's actually an attachment to that that has anxiety written on it. And um, it wasn't because I've been spending a lot of time thinking about terrible things happening. I think it's just that we're seeing more manifestation of these violent acts and these just chaotic times and it's hitting us 24 seven that we're kind of attaching those possibility, negative possibilities to so many aspects of what would just be kind of a normal life. And it's robbing us of a sense of peace or joy or, you know, whatever. And so I've been, now that we're kind of talking about, I've been very aware of that, even personally, even, you know, like I was surprised at myself that I actually went to the place of thinking, wow, this would be a really opportune time for some mass shooting to happen. I mean, what's that about? Like, I'm 50-something years old. and 50-something. <laughs> <laughs> and I never, I, you know, not until, I, I don't remember ever thinking that way. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, one of the things that, you know, as we get older is we, we are supposed to be the mature, the mature ones yeah. in the, in the room. And we're supposed to have this sort of perspective that would give wisdom from living a few years. Um, but I think there is a, a, a temptation to think the worst mm. um, and to sort of allow ourselves to go to those dark places of fear and even panic at times when, uh, when we see a headline, uh, when we hear some type of uh, a report on the news or, or read mm-hmm. it on our feed. And uh, I, I just wanted to take a moment and, and sort of pause for our listeners and say, is that really a good way to live? Is it, is it really the way we were intended to live in a state of near constant anxiety and, and really sort of peel back some of the ways our media is manipulating us a little bit? Just stuff I've observed living in Maine in the last year. Um, I, I would encourage people to listen to the news less if you find yourself in a state of anxiety all the time. Mm. Because the news is a financially motivated service that uses our emotions to keep us tuned in. And if you understand the media, like we've had an opportunity to understand, coming from that world, um, they are only as, as valuable as the amount of viewerships they get and the repetitive viewership. And so their goal is not to deliver the news. Their goal is to retain listeners or viewers. And how they do that is they just have to keep stacking on. And so, I mean, and that's what's driving them isn't trying to rob you of your joy or tell you bad news all the time, but they know that fear sells and um, they're motivated by continuing to stay in business. And, for better or worse. I mean, I'm sure there's bad apples in every situation, but um, I think it's it's working because we are living in a state where we're kind of heightened all the time. And I agree. Turning off the news is a good start to like undoing that. Yeah, I just – I even noticed the Weather Channel works like this. Like it's not just the Foxes and CNNs. No. And, you know, the Weather Channel's lead story is a devastating storm. Right. Or a threat of a devastating storm. And they will talk for hours about the potential damage this storm is going to create. And they show you all the possible projections of where it will go, how it will go. And that's a valuable service. Like if you live in that area. Sure. But the reality is most of the time that's not what happens. Right. It's all potential damage. It's all potential fear. And I I began to understand (coughs) the sort of parallel between the culture sort of shaping my response, uh, living as a fear-based person rather than a love-based person. And I know that sounds abstract, but the reality is that as Christians, we can be pushed back from our sole purpose in life, which is to be an ambassador of Christ, to being defensive you know, live in your Reactive. home, you know, no engagement at all, and you're just constantly sort of twitching mm-hmm. at the next blow instead of being out there proactively impacting and affecting our culture. Right. It's very true. I mean, that it comes down to our decision. 
what, how, what we're going to pursue, this idea of fear or love. And that's what we talk about constantly on this podcast and in our various ministries is, is really analyzing those questions. Is what I'm doing motivated out of fear or is it motivated out of love? Whether it be parenting, the way we react to our spouse or the way we create our mindset. You know, I mean, we, we need – and yeah. you think about it. I would, <clears throat> as we're talking, I'm like, yes, the media is elevating everything. Um, but throughout the church, Christians have been persecuted. And in America, yes, things are bad. We're going to a post-Christian society. But this – the constant threat to our peace is – a long-standing issue for followers of Jesus, um, whether it be you know the, the Israelites that were enslaved in Egypt, or what, I mean, there was there is this tension that we have to live with, and we have to decide. That decision is not a new thing, is what I'm saying. Um, we get barraged about telling how bad our condition is constantly, so that that elevates things. But we shouldn't be surprised when we face struggles or hardships. Brad, you know I'm a foodie, right? Absolutely. Okay, I want to tell you about this awesome coffee experience. It's called CJ's Coffee Culture and Community. It is a faith-run coffee culture. And the thing that's really cool about this is that they roast their own beans, they have delicious coffees, and they, they have two brick and mortar, so two coffee bars, as well as a virtual location at cjscoffeecafe.com. Here's the cool thing. They ship their beans, they ship their coffee anywhere in the world, so you don't just have to be in Texas to enjoy it. CJ's Coffee Culture and Community. Awesome. That decision is not a new thing, is what I'm saying. Um, we get barraged about telling how bad our condition is constantly, so that, that elevates things, but we shouldn't be surprised when we face struggles or hardships. Um, it's not necessarily a new thing, but it comes down to our choice, what we are going to do. And yes, it does sound abstract, but it's not. I mean, it, asking ourselves the right questions are really an important part of of yeah. dealing with anxiety. Well, here, here's where it ties in in my thinking. Um, when when we as parents or example setters within a home mm. live in a constant state of anxiety and we are keen off of the latest whatever, the latest newsflash, the latest gossip, the latest rumor, whatever is out there, when we are focusing ourselves on those those events – in an anxious or fearful manner, we are teaching our kids to do the same. Right. We're setting the temperature. So in the home, you lose your peace, so to you know, the serenity of the home evaporates in that environment, and it's replaced with a anxious Stress. and irritated sort of stew emotionally, uh, mentally that's going mm -hmm. on. And so everything is then treated from the perspective of potential disaster – so you're living from potential disaster to potential disaster, and everything then becomes a crisis. And then you you train your kids by example, not by word. You're not telling them to live this way, but they're observing you. And then there is a, a sequence then of repeating that in your kids. And one of the things that I've been challenged by is that God has really sort of asked me to push back from the consumption of, of information all the time. 
because that's my idol. That's my way of feeling like I'm getting control mm-hmm. over the uncontrollable. Right. Like I can't control global warming. I mean, can you? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> no. I can't I can't affect whether or not someone invades Israel or Syria, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I can't change the global politics of China and America. I can't affect the discord between races in America or the Democrats and Republicans. I mean, those things are ridiculously big, right? Yeah. But if I stay really informed and make a study of them all the time, I feel better about it. Right. Well, you think you feel better. Yes, delusion, <clears throat> right? It's it's knowledge, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be knowledgeable about what's happening in your culture, um, but you need to make sure that that culture is not setting your worldview, because yes. your worldview is like what what comes out of you. I mean, the way you see things is what comes well, out. Well, yeah, because it takes ten minutes reading a Psalm of David to remember that God is in the heavens. Mm-hmm. And he has manipulated man for all of time to make sure that his will is accomplished. Yeah. And he raises up kings and he puts them down. He, he establishes kingdoms and removes kingdoms. Mm-hmm. And when you sort of reset your mind around the word of God, CNN's got no voice left. Right. I mean, you are now re-tired. Uh, uh, You're putting on the clothing now again of being a son or daughter of God. You are no longer just a twig in an ocean. Right. You're on a boat and God's sending you somewhere. You're doing stuff with your life. You're not just reacting all the time. So that that transition from living just out of anxiety to living with purpose and love for me is as simple as did I spend time with God today? A hundred percent. And I, I'll tell you that my life has changed in the last year because of one simple thing that I do every single morning. And that is <clears throat> people call it a quiet time or whatever, but... I use this app that all it really does is it reminds you of a scripture. It focuses on prayer, but it, it forces you to be present in the moment. And the the act of being present and just being where you're at, instead of like two steps ahead or pulling your past along, but just like as tangible as like feeling my my hand and seeing my handprint, my fingerprints, like just getting to be present and being still. Like that has absolutely changed my life in the last year. I do it every day, and I, it's awkward getting into it. It always feels like ugh, I'm not being productive. I should read the Bible. I should, you know, do something instead of just like I'm going to center myself. In fact, that's one of the things that's motivating me to. We're with Subtle Parent Society. We're developing a daily app that does exactly that. It's just a centering thing because if you don't have a centering point, like it's very easy to be pulled. Everywhere, and I think there's something to this. Be still and know that I'm God. That you know, being being still is not something that happens. It's something you cultivate. It's an action. It's something you do. Um, and that one lo- thing alone. I mean, there's a lot of things I've learned this last year, but g- kind of taking off the backpack of all the worries and all the stress and all the hopes of things that are of great promise, and just for 15 minutes, just kind of centering myself has absolutely transformed my life in the last year and turning off notifications from CNN. Like I used to subscribe to the, like get notifications. And so anytime any bad news happened, it would be like, Oh, it's on my phone. And, and somehow I just rebooted my phone and it's back on there. So they've somehow gotten back to me, but, but doing that, like, Disarm the notifications. You don't yeah. need to know everything that's going on at yeah. every single time. Yeah, and I, I think the the invention of the DVR has been 
really awesome because you no longer have to sit there right. and watch, you know, through an, e- an evening of television. You can pick a show that you want to watch and that's it. Get in and out. But bigger picture is we have a generation of parents who have more information than anyone's ever had in any time in history at their fingertips. Mm-hmm. Literally. They can get any detail about anything that's happening in the world. Or at least we hope it's the right detail, you know. But what I want to encourage this generation of parents is to rediscover some of the disciplines of devotion that have anchored Christians and parents for generations to the truth of the gospel, which is a tangible way to push back fear. Um, My wife reads uh, My Utmost for His Highest by Mm -hmm. Oswald Chambers. Also, streams in the desert. Yeah, um, classic devotionals. Um, I I read the daily lectionary, which comes through the Book of Common Prayer. Um, there are other readings and devotions like uh, daily Bible, daily one, audio Bible. That daily audio Bible. Brian Harden is fantastic. You don't even have to read; you just listen. Um, he goes through the Bible in a year. I mean, there are some incredible resources available, and if you're developing one for single parents, then definitely check out. It's it's that. for single parents. It's called um, Sound Mindset, and it's just a daily reflective six minute session. Yeah, but those those kinds of things are anchoring. You know, I think as we're talking, <clears throat> I'm getting this picture in my mind. You know, we tell our kids you don't hang out with the wrong people because who you hang out with is who you become. Exactly. Take a look at yeah, that yeah. yourself, parents. Like. You are who you hang out with. If you're hanging out with CNN and Fox and Trump and Nancy Pelosi and name it, you know, whoever. I'm not vilifying anyone. I'm just saying these people are kind of sensationalizing life. Like if you're hanging out with them, guess who you're going to become? You're going to become totally living by this. So we need to take a little bit of our own medicine and stop hanging out with the wrong people. The media is not the right company 24-7. For me, it is – it is amazing how much more I hear God when I'm quiet. I know 100%. that. I know that sounds obvious, right? But it well, is, it sounds obvious in our heads, yeah. but we seldom like. That's what's changed to me. Is like I've actually disciplined myself now. Like, I just carve out. Like it's something that I, I don't necessarily want to do it. If I'm fully honest, but once I'm in it, I'm like, God, this is so refreshing. This is so awesome. Yeah. But you're exactly right, and it's. Super important. Well, and just in closing thought here, Robert, I, as I look around the world, it's crazy. Okay. You're not going to make sense of it. it you, you cannot logically sit down and figure this out. Mm-hmm. And if you keep trying, you're going to give yourself an ulcer. Like literally as a physical side effect of stress, unresolved anxiety, it eats the lining of your stomach or your upper intestine. It creates ulcers, right? And so this idea of peace and rest, of shalom that's promised yeah. in the scriptures is this idea of wholeness. It doesn't mean you don't have issues in your life. It just means that no. you are finding a center place in your identity in Christ. And that may be the most important parenting lesson we could ever teach our 100%. kids. 100%. Yeah. I completely agree. What's that saying? I'm going to mess this up, but someone very wise said on an Oprah thing I watched like like any we are like anything else if you want to fix a computer or what what do you do first you unplug it and you plug it back in <laughs> like that's kind of we need that too we need every day to unplug let it reset plug it back in like yeah. that as simple as it sounds is a massive advantage 
Yeah, so Lord, help us be creative in finding the space in our life to do those things uh, and then have the courage to, to stick with it. Um, mm-hmm. Because there are days when you don't feel like spending time with God. You yeah. just don't. And uh, there's that's human, but we push through. And uh, the days you do feel like spending time with God are the days when it's hitting the fan, you know? <laughs> When, when it is tough, will you crawl sledding. before God? Like, yeah, it's the oh snot in goodness. the carpet time, you know, as, as one of our guests said this season. Um, but yeah, I want to be, I guess my prayer would be, and my encouragement to our audience is that we would be uh, disciplined enough to spend time with our Father on a regular basis, whether we feel like we need Him or not. Amen. All right. Well, this has been a great conversation. As always, we appreciate you guys sticking around. And um, if you think about it, please add a comment or two, suggestion, question um, in the podcast platform that you're using. And uh, give us a, a star or two. If you don't mind. Five stars, please. And uh, we will also put some of the links to some of our favorite devotions, um, things that you could practically use <clears throat> in the year ahead to stay centered in your faith and to be at peace in your home. In the meantime, have a great week. We'll see you again next week. See you guys. Bye. Be encouraged, parents. You are not alone. In Paul's letter to his son in the faith, Timothy, he writes, But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Brilliantly Brave Parenting wants to be an encouragement and support that parents can rely on. Would you consider liking us and sharing us with a friend? As a part of the Tween Gospel Alliance, we are a nonprofit organization dependent on the support of friends like you. Thanks for stopping by. We'll be right here next week. We are excited to announce the Storms of Life study, Living Beyond Stressed Out and Overwhelmed. It's a great subtitle, Living Beyond Stressed Out and Overwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we know that students are stressed. And for parents and pastors, it's important to know what are the top three things that are really on the minds of our kids. So Brad, walk us through what they can expect from the Storms of Life. This is an eight-week study. It has uh, video insights. It has uh, presentations from a actual youth retreat with junior high and high school students. These kids are going to learn about how their faith can help them fight back the stress that they're living with every day at school. Check it out on iShineLive.com. Hey, Robert, we've got some new stuff in the web store. Tell me about it, Brad. It's our very own swag. Really? Absolutely Brilliantly Brave now has its own line of caps, cups, clothing. Yeah, everything, man. We got swag. Dog sweaters? Uh, I don't know about the dog sweaters yet, but we can work on it. Okay. So if you're a fan and you've been listening to Brilliantly Brave and you want to share it with your friends, let them know that you're a supporter, hey, come to our website, iShineLive.com, and find out more.